0: scripture this morning from Ephesians chapter 4 in the third message on living godly lives in a godless world I hope these two previous messages have given you some food for thought as you've uh, navigated the uh, trails of this world Over the last couple of weeks Ephesians 4 and 1 says as a prisoner for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord. This is Paul saying, I insist on this. Perk up your ears. You there? That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. In the futility... Of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not The way of life that you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires but to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. May God add blessing and understanding this morning to the reading of his holy word. We've been talking about living godly lives in an ungodly world last week we looked at the life of Daniel a young man who stood firm and steadfast say said steadfast steadfast in his faith despite overwhelming forces against his ability to stay faithful we have looked at David whose heart after the pursuit of his God brought him through life's challenges And brought him back to God after falling to sin in our midweek study time we've been looking at the life of Elijah a powerful prophet of God who stood up to an immoral idol-worshiping society as he followed his Lord with dedication and passion We have looked at biblical examples of societies that strayed from following the Lord God, and we have seen the traits of disobedience and sin that permeated those nations. In each of these examples, we see that false prophets and teachers not only lead gullible followers to man-made idols, man-made gods, little g. But in doing so, they lead many away from the one true God. They lead folks to man-made idol gods. And in doing so, they lead them away from the one true God. And the consequences, friends, are sad and tragic. We find ourselves living in such a world today it's a world in which fewer people are following the Lord Jesus Christ and more and more people are following false faiths it's a world where immoral and sinful lifestyles are the norm and it's harder and harder to see the difference in the life of a so-called Christian compared to someone who claims no quote unquote religious affiliation. Evangelist Pastor Paul Washer said this, we must not adopt the world's view and then tweak it to make it Christian. We must draw a line in the sand and stand firm in the radical teachings of Christ and his gospel. We must preach the truth and be examples of the truth that we preach. I said, we must preach the truth and be examples of the truth that we preach. And so today, I am calling us out. I challenge us to a higher level it's time to mean business it's time to get serious about the living out of our faith the committed dedicated daily life of following Jesus in the midst of a godless world it's time to mean business this morning I would like to place into our consideration some practical day-to-day ideas to help us stay firm. Say, stay firm. firm. Strong, steadfast in our faith in these sinful, perilous days. President Abraham Lincoln said this, be sure you put your feet in the right place Then stand firm. And in doing so, I want to look at the text that we read from Ephesians 4. And here is the goal this morning. Say, goal. Here is the goal this morning. It's found in verse 14 of Ephesians 4. Then. We will no longer, say no longer, be infants. Is that on the screen? Let's read this together. This is the goal this morning. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. That's the goal this morning. I think we need, to be, we need to be serious about this. Because I think we're living in a day and an age like we have never seen before. And we've talked about that these last couple of weeks. And if you're not convinced yet, turn on the TV news. thought about it this week it says not tossed about like infants (laughs) I thought about that phrase one of the things we say about young kids is that they don't know any better Carly you teach young kids do you ever say they don't know any better sometimes they don't know any better but we do. Amen Yes. But we do. Yes. And Paul made that case in his text, didn't he? He yes. He said, he said this, is, "This isn't the way you've learned this. The sinful lives you are living are not representative of what you have learned in Jesus. We're being called out by Paul. And so I'm calling us out. Don't know any better? I think everybody here has sat through a couple of my sermons and probably 50 of his. You can't say you don't know any better. Well, we do. We do know better. And therefore being tossed back and forth, being blown here and there by false doctrine, flawed teaching and ideas, and the lies of the enemy is not characteristic of our lives. Paul says we are to live lives worthy of our calling in Christ Jesus. So, in this day and age, in this society, just how do we do that? I'm going to raise a couple of ideas this morning. Number one, practice and exercise daily. Amen. Say daily. daily. Practice and exercise daily. The daily practice of intentionally taking time to commune with God is the foundation building block, the cornerstone of a stand firm faith. I said the daily practice of intentionally taking time to commune with God is the foundational building block it's a starting point it is the cornerstone of a stand firm kinda faith a faith that stands strong in the midst of a godless world the strongest Christians I have known in my life spiritually speaking are those who seek God every single day It's part of their relentless pursuit of a closeness to God, a passion for living a communion life. There are two things that our dear friend, our now new friend, Pastor Kevin McGuire, who we we met last week, there are two things that Pastor Kevin says over and over and over again one of them is it's all about the heart and the second one is it's all about communion life now i'm not talking about every day coming to a place and having some grape juice and a piece of bread communion life communion life is life lived with the knowledge of the presence of God every single waking moment come on communion life look at verses 22 and 23 of our text you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires Y'all occasionally have had any deceitful desires. But instead, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self say, new, the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Friends, putting off the old and putting off the new is hard, hard work. It's not something that just happens easily. It takes a daily refreshing in your life of spirit, thought, and resolve. I said it takes a daily refreshing in your life of spirit, thought, and resolve. A new self. I want to remind you that his mercies are new every morning. He wants to pour himself into your life every day. He wants to. He desires to. You're not troubling him by asking for that. I'm going to submit to us that a new daily infusion of God into your life is the only shot you've got to living a life worthy Of your calling in Christ it's the only shot you got a daily infusion it's a medical term I know but the idea is it's put right where it counts God wants to put right into you exactly where it counts exactly what you need for today and tomorrow and the next day so that listen so that you can walk worthy of what you're called to. Otherwise, you don't have a prayer. Maybe out with the bathwater. You don't have a shot. I don't have a shot. Remember, the things that attract you in this world may be things that lead you away from God. Number two, work relentlessly on relationships. I'm going to try to be real practical today so that you can leave with some meat on the bone that you can gnaw on all week long. Work relentlessly on relationships. Clearly in this passage, Paul stresses that we can't do this alone. The keeping, nurturing, and maintaining of healthy relationships is vital to your well-being, friend. Look at verses 2 through (laughs) 4. Be completely, say completely. Completely what? Humble and gentle. And be patient, bearing with one another in love. Humble. You can chew on that word for a while. Humble means I don't think I'm better than you. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. Gentle. Gentle means when I have the opportunity to lash out and knock you alongside the head, I don't do it. Instead, I pour a healing balm on your life patient how you doing yes i was in a, I was in a drive through recently and i lost all patience have you have you been to a drive through and you thought you know what if i get in the right lane instead of a left lane there's only one car in front of me and and we got her and we got her made we got her made And the car in front of you not only has 15 items to order but all of them have specific instructions patience my sweet wife tells me I'm a pretty patient person sometimes most of the time how's your patience level how's your patience level Paul says, we ought to be patient. We ought to be patient. This society is clueless about patience. And, it's been, and admittedly, it's been drilled into us. Again, back to the drive-thru illustration. We pull up to a window and they hand us our meal and off we go. Don't even pause to take time to have a meal. Well, I'll have it while I'm going from point A to point B. And I'll end up with ketchup on my Work on relationships, friends. Make every effort. Say every effort. effort. (laughs) To keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There are a couple of key words here. A couple of key words. Completely humble. Gentle. Patient bearing with y'all got anybody in your life you just got to bear with from time to time I'm going to bear with it and then just the word in love in love I like that that Paul says here to make every effort because that kind of stresses to me this ain't easy it takes effort. Say effort. It's worth it, friends. Then he stresses keeping unity. Paul teaches on unity several times in his letters 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4. He says to keep the unity. Say keep. It's the idea here of maintaining group relationship. Maintaining group relationships. I love the concept of the unity of believers. I love that concept. You'll hear me preach it multiple times through however long. I want to I say something here that I want to draw a little difference. It is not that we create unity. We don't create unity no plan no program no preaching can create unity that's because Christian unity listen is a theological fact we are one whether you like it or not Christian unity is a theological fact Not created by man. Our unity isn't created by denominationalism or church membership. Unity is created and has been created by our God through the Lord Jesus and the work of His Spirit. He has knit our hearts together. So we don't invent it. We don't fabricate it. We live in unity with our brothers and sisters. Paul is teaching here That we do, however, have some level of responsibility in keeping unity. Remember my point? Work passionately on relationships. In fact, Paul says here to make every effort... To keep unity the hard work of unity has been instilled into our lives as part of what we are called to as believers that are one with you and you're one with you and you're one with me and God has called us our friend the Apostle Paul has said make every effort to work on those relationships and keep the unity I said I'm gonna call you out today how can we live lives of salt and light if we're fighting with each other how can we be relationally and emotionally healthy if we have conflict with one another in the most important of relationships family community church The body. Keep the unity. Work at it. We need each other. We need the support of one another. We need the experiences of each other. And I've observed that as God speaks to one of us, He speaks with the purpose of helping someone else. We need each other. Work relentlessly on relationships. Number three. Run from sinful temptation. We've talked about the evils of the culture around us. Some of them are more obvious than others. But do not be deceived. We are in a battle for our souls. And the enemy seeks to lure us into sinful, addictive, and even destructive behavior. Look at verse 17. So I tell you this, and insist on it. Say insist on it that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking." The thinking that Paul is referring to here is the thinking that is described in these next couple of verses. Here are the words that he uses. Darkened, separated, ignorance hardening of their hearts, lost sensitivity, given themselves to sensuality. We are in a battle, and we're surrounded. I got thinking about this this week. You're out there this week doing your thing. You're teaching, you're doing nails, you're cutting wood, you're whatever you're doing. You're out there doing your thing. You're surrounded. Because we are living in a society that is a mess. In fact, I'll say it's a hot mess. Since that's a good contemporary term. How, how do you do it if you're surrounded? How do you have healthy relationships how do you not lash out you better start your day with some time with God it'd be like it'd be like brother Bagan not charging up the Tesla in the morning before he left you're going to end up on I-275 along the side sitting still aren't you (laughs) calling brother dude calling brother dude you see folks all this stuff works together your ability to resist sinful temptation has everything to do with whether you've charged your battery that morning because you're surrounded did I mention that I love verse 20 that however is not what you learned that's not what you've learned you know better you were taught with regard to your former way of life to to take off the old self and put on a new self when temptation comes Put off the old man who was subject to the old fleshly desires. Listen, listen, with no resistance. The old man, the non-regenerate, the man not under the umbrella of mercy, the man not filled with God's spirit, had no defense. No defense. Completely susceptible to whatever outside forces would want to influence them. No defense. Not you. Huh? Come on. Not you. It's not what you've learned. You've learned that you're the victor over temptation. You're the victor over, over sin. When temptation comes, don't forget that you put off the old man. And put on the new man, the Jesus follower man. The filled with the Holy Spirit man. And that man has built a built in temptation resistance protection plan. Did you catch that? That man has a built in temptation resistance plan. Buddy Rogers Music Service Department has what we call CMP. CMP is Comprehensive Maintenance Program. That means we're going to take care of your clarinet this year no matter what. Built-in protection plan. Now, you paid us for it, but somebody paid it for you. Somebody paid it for you. Your built-in temptation resistance plan has been paid by the blood of Jesus on the cross and the giving of his Holy Spirit. Huh? Built-in temptation resistance plan. Amen. We maybe ought to have a little card, you, though. When temptation comes, you reach in and you get a, Oh yeah, I have a, I have a paid-up, good through the rest of the year, built-in temptation resistance plan. And I plugged it in this morning. I like it first Corinthians 10 13 again the words of Paul here's the fine print (laughs) here's the fine print of the built-in temptation prevention plan here it is no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful say God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear But when you are tempted, he will provide. Say, he will provide. He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The Buddy Rogers Music Comprehensive Maintenance Plan is backed by seven outstanding technicians at Buddy Rogers Music who are going to fix whatever happens to your horn when your kid falls down and the next kid steps on it. (laughs) Which happened a couple of weeks ago, by the way. Your spiritual protection plan authored by the Lord Jesus given to you by the Holy Spirit is backed is backed by a 100% money back guarantee. Amen. Amen. Thank you Jesus. You say I don't know I have trouble resisting temptation. I have a problem I, I something comes my way and I have trouble resisting. It's so tempting. I would suggest you pay up your protection plan I would suggest that you put it into place you can get a protection plan on your house you can get a protection plan on your car you can get a protection plan when you buy a computer in fact they spend more time selling you the protection plan than they do selling you the product but I'm telling you that you have at your disposal a paid up protection plan that when that temptation comes, the resistance is there. It's paid up. Say paid up. up. In fact, on the little card, brother dude, the card's going to say temptation protection plan paid in full. That's so tempting. Number four. (laughs) At the end of that, at the end of that little segment on my sermon text, I wrote, you can do it. Yes, amen. Number four, listen to trusted voices. I'm trying to be practical this morning. Listen to trusted voices. Look at verse 11. So Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip, say equip to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attending to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Listen, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ is walking a victorious Christian life in the midst of a perverse world. That's the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Notice a very important thing here. It says, well, first of all, it doesn't say that the church voted for apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Does it? What's it say? Christ himself gave. You see, Christ added to the protection plan program some trusted voices and you didn't vote for them you didn't choose them in and out Christ chose them Christ you see Christ has gifted the body Christ has gifted the body with trusted voices I hadn't thought of that until this week when I read this list again because I've taught on this list multiple times a lot of times when I've taught on this list I've taught on this idea Pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists, they don't do the work of ministry. They build the church up to do the work of ministry. You see, what I tried to do was, was put it off on y'all, which is exactly what Paul does. He says, to equip, say to equip, to equip his people for works of service. So, so trusting Voices, paying attention to trusted voices, are the purpose, are for the purpose of to help you get closer to Christ, for you to be able to grow in your faith, as God can use any willing vessel to serve in these capacities. Remember, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. But he has placed trusted voices. For your help, like begging Cohen, dude, for help along the road. <laughs> you need to develop a network. You need to develop personally. Here's where you come in. You need to develop personally a network of trusted voices that you listen to. That's right. Trusted voices to speak wisdom to give guidance, to comfort, to help keep you on track, say on track, to avoid distraction, which brings me to point five, avoid distractions. You might be tired of hearing me talk about avoiding distractions already, because I've talked about it before. We've talked about it before, a distraction, listen. A distraction is something that enters your thinking, your activities, your relationship, or your routine, and knocks you off course. Distraction. And just as I'm saying that, you know the kind of things I'm talking about. I will say this, in your devotional time, In your quiet time with the Lord, in your Bible study time, in your dedicated family time, distractions can be a huge problem. Pastor Scott Confession Time. My sweet wife has to occasionally give me the look. (laughs) The look is when I pick up my personal distraction device and get lost from a conversation I should be focused on. (laughs) Pastor Scott confession time. I'm sure none of y'all struggle with that. Don't let distractions sway you off track from the important things that you need to give full attention to. I said, don't let distractions sway you off from important things that you need to give your attention to. And finally, number six, develop your communion life. And that's kind of a summary. That's kind of a summary. Develop your communion life. Sums it up in this way, is your walk with Christ such that you know he is close to you every day. Amen. Listen, is your walk with Christ such that you know that he is close to you in every day, in the morning, at noontime, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the TV prime time, in the dark of night, leading to the dawn of a new day? Do you know that he's by your side? Do you know that his presence is in your life? See, communion life is a lifestyle that is anchored in the absolute knowledge of the truth that God is with you. God is with you. Live with him, friend. Focus on him. He said he will never leave you or forsake you. I don't think that's a bad verse to look at every morning. I said at the beginning of this message that I think it's time to mean business. And I think that because I think we've been lulled to sleep. We have a sense and some head knowledge of how bad it's gotten out there. But until we start to see the consequences, and understand the tragedy, we're going to take it all pretty lightly. Thursday night, I needed to teach on a passage that I didn't want to teach on from the life of Elijah. When the fire fell on Mount Carmel and proved that God is God, and that the prophets of Baal were not. Elijah took the 450 prophets of Baal, and he had them killed. You see, idol worship and the swaying off of idols of our lives, our lives being swayed to something other than God, God means business. He's a jealous God. He loves you. And he wants you, desires you, is blessed by your dedication to him. I'm here to say to you, if you don't do the things that charge your battery... If you don't do the things that build up your faith, and I'm going to say it daily, then what do you expect? That's right. Amen. Amen. True. You're going to find yourself in a mess, mm-hmm. yes. in a situation that you wish you had never stepped into. Why? Because your protection plan isn't paid up. Will you, with me, begin to get down to business? So, as we come together as a body, and we talk about the things of the Lord, I want to challenge you, to take them with you at a level at which they help you during the week to permeate your life and your existence and they help you with things like relationships and they help you with things like patience and they help you with things like resistance to sin could it could it be could it be that our time together Could be part of that charging process but it doesn't extinguish when you go out that metal door over there could it be steve says it better be i think for a lot of christians it's not steve i'm just telling you i've seen enough So we got work to do. We got work to do, and if you've been, friends, if you've been just kinda casually sailing through your blessed God, he's good to me kinda Christian life, it's time to get to business. It's time to get, why is it time to get to business? Because of the mess we find ourselves in and surrounded by. We're gonna go into the Advent season the season where we anticipate and then see the coming of Jesus. And our Advent theme this year is God with us. And I want us, I, somehow, I want that to permeate who I am minute by minute, day by day, out in a world that I'm surrounded by a mess. That's where I'm going. God is with me. God, Yeah, it's a mess. Oh, man. Boy, look what i just heard look what i just saw look what i have to decide on it's a mess but god is with me say that god is with me that's what we're gonna that's where we're gonna go during the advent season okay okay father